Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. Hey, everybody. You are listening to the Famous Dead People podcast, the only podcast that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. If you like this podcast, and I'm sure you will, then you will want to know that we originally air as a radio show on Radio Free Brooklyn, so you can listen to episodes the day they come out every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. Those are the freshest eps. Those are the day they come out eps. You're about to hear the episode where I interview ancient Spartan warrior King Leonidas, played by comedian Brian Frangi, and early 20th century artist Marcel Duchamp, played by comedian Todd Fass. And it was a great ep that I was able to record on my trip out to the West Coast. Those are both West Coast comics, so it was super dope of them to come and do the show for me while I was out there. Uh, Don't forget to buy my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. It is available now and super duper funny. Go on Amazon, go on barnesandnoble.com, get the book, leave a review, uh, go on iTunes, rate this podcast, shoot me an email at famousdeadpeople at radiofreebrooklyn.com. I would really appreciate it if you did. And for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Leonidas and Marcel Duchamp only on Famous Dead People. Famous dead it's time. Famous dead time to start the show. Famous dead people. Famous dead people. Famous dead people. You know. Famous dead people. Famous dead people. Famous story stuck in the head. You're gonna hear awful from me, even though all these people are dead. My guests today on Famous Dead People are early 20th century painter and sculptor Marcel Duchamp. Eh, hello, bonjour. And warrior king of the ancient Greek city-state of Sparta, Leonidas. Hello. Uh, Monsieur Duchamp, uh, Mr. Leonidas, welcome to Famous Dead People. Thank you so much for joining us today. It is great to be here. Good to be here. Uh, You know, I'd like to start with you, uh, Leonidas, because as warrior king of Sparta, you led... The allied Greek forces. You don't have to call me a warrior king. Well, it's assumed. I'm, what do you mean? It's it's assumed. I'm from Sparta. Well, not everybody's aware of. We think of politicians today, and feel free to jump in on His this. His outfit very much reads warrior king to me. Oh, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. But it's not a warrior king. <laughs> well, you th- everyone from Sparta is a warrior. Yeah, everyone's a fighter. Is that? A wa- oh, but is everyone yeah. the king? No, there's two kings. All right. I am one of, or was one of the kings. I'm no longer a king. Yes. But there's usually two. Okay, well, right. I'm sorry, so just just so I call you the right thing, you want to be called just a king? Just a king. Just and not Leonidas. a warrior king? Just Leonidas. All right, we'll just call you Leonidas. No title. We don't want to, we don't want to. It's redundant to say warrior king. Well, here's the thing I think that's confusing is that if you take this into modern context, like our politicians, our leaders, they don't usually fight in the battles Cowards. also. You know, I might, I might argue that also. I would fight you know? any politician. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, I and I think it's I think it's admirable. I, I would think it's cut commendable. the throat of a Ted Cruz. Oh, I, per, I, you know, I think it's illegal for me to say that, but I kind of wink, wink, agree with you there. I think he's a real piece of shit. I'm gonna be perfectly honest. I'd eat his organs. You would eat his organs? Yes, for fun. It seems excessive. That's what I do for fun. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Uh, so Go ahead. You, so you led the uh, the Greek forces at the Battle of Thermopylae. Is that how you pronounce Thermopylae. it? Thermopylae. Thermopylae. Yes. It's famously recreated yes. in the comic book and the movie 300. Um, and, and, and I'm going to have other questions about that battle, definitely. But how do you feel the movie recreated like the entire experience? Like, Do you think that it was a good um, a historic document of what you experienced the mo- fighting off Xerxes' armies? First of all... There was no rhinosaurs at the Battle of Thermopylae. No rhinosaurs. In the movie, 
they brought a rhinosaur coming at us. And then our men stood forward and jabbed it with spears and it died. But that did not happen. Okay. There were no rhinosaurs. I want to make that clear. Okay. But artists must have freed them to express themselves the way they want. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. Well, no no one here is saying that they... It was wrong for them to put that in there, but we're discussing like you know the historical inaccuracy. Art is for losers. Does it um, capture the spirit and emotion of the battle? Because that is what art should do, even if it's not <laughs> accurate. It should. In the movie, we were betrayed by a golem, some yeah, creature, a dude with a really giant hump on his back. That did not happen. We were betrayed, yes, but that wasn't the big problem. Okay. Well, let's actually go back to to Monsieur Duchamp's question. Like, do you Bonjour. feel like it 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 it, uh, it captured the spirit of of the battle? Like, did you feel like you were there? I f- first of all, Xerxes is not that good looking. In oh, the movie, okay. they give him eyeliner. They make him look like some kind of model. He's mm-hmm. not that hot. He wasn't attractive. What I did he actually saw look like? him in person. He's average at best. <laughs> you know, you'd see him. Walking down the street, and you wouldn't even look at him. Mm-hmm. Just a regular-looking dude. Regular-looking dude. But okay. I am looking at you right now, and you are no Gerard Butler. Yeah, so we can say you're a regular-looking dude also. <laughs> you're definitely built. You're an intimidating specimen. Yes. Well, in Sparta, we care much less about looks. In Persia, that's where they care about looks. Well, they had the freedom to care about looks. You know, they were, what do you call it? They were um, extravagant. They were they were decadent over there. That's a, that's also a lie, I would say. Oh, they weren't. Well, you know, they had their, they were more decadent than the Spartans. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what that means. When that... I was a child, I went into the woods with nothing but a cloth. With nothing but a cloth. I had a cloth in the woods. <laughs> okay. And that's where I saw my first rhinosaur. Oh, you actually saw a rhinosaur. I saw a rhinosaur. So rhinosaurs were real, they were just not at the battle? Not at the battle. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> if you think that Xerxes could control a rhinosaur mm-hmm. and send it off like it knew, like it had a brain. Yeah. That's you, not that's not You're the case. mistaken. Okay. Yeah. But I went into the woods when I was seven with nothing but a cloth. We, you mentioned the cloth, yeah. It was a nice cloth. Okay, yeah, absolutely. It was... Red and his gold. We, we don't need to focus on the cloth. The embroidery was exquisite. You know, was, there, was there a uh, pattern on the cloth? Mm-hmm. Yes, there was. There was, uh, you know, the, our helmets with the feather heads. I'm wearing yes. one right now. It had that on it. Oh, it had the embroidery of the Spartan, embroidery Spartan of helmet. The Spartan. That doesn't look like My really mother nice. made it. Let's, um, let's move on. I'd like to ask uh, Marcel Duchamp. Oh, so, yeah. reading through your biography, it really seems like you had a loose association with I like, used a it lot as a of... cum rag. Are you... <laughs> You're talking about your cloth still? Yeah, sorry. Is I that would what like, you brought... I would, Do you still have that? Because I would like to put that in a museum someday or a well, gallery. This, yeah, this really seems like the kind of art that yes, Marcel Duchamp would be right, interested in. Right up my alley. It has life on it. Yes. It has the experiences of Leonidas and also his cum juices, his dried cum juices. That would be a classic Marcel Duchamp piece, would, I, you, would I, you say? I would not say a classic, but uh, it, you know, uh, but it is definitely something in my wheelhouse, so well, to speak. Well, this definitely, this is what I was going to ask you about, yes. is that it, you seem like you had a, a loose association with like a lot of different groups of artists i like to play the field but you, uh, you do not tie marcel duchamp down <laughs> yeah so you uh, want to have an open relationship with yes art. i am not cubist not futurist not dada i am a little bit of this little bit of that you know mm-hmm. uh, you you can't no one can tie marcel duchamp down. wait so like if somebody was like a cubist and yes. they saw your work and mm-hmm. they were like oh my god this is so this is so cubist 
you're a Cubist. What are they, what, what are they looking at? Because you could say that about, yeah, some, but definitely not about others. Okay, yeah, but I mean, maybe they were like, um, but they were like, listen, we're going to ignore everything else that you've done, but yes. just based on this one painting, mm-hmm. you're a Cubist 100%. What would you say to that person? I would say, do not label me. Oh, yeah. Yes, I would say no labels. That is that is sort of my slogan, no labels. No I labels. I tie you down. <laughs> what? Five seconds. Give me five seconds and you, I'll tie you down. Do I think you, do, do you not understand I don't the even force? need a rope. <laughs> you are like that Drax character from Guardians of the Galaxy and do not understand metaphors. Ooh, did you see Guardians of the Galaxy, Of Leonidas? course I saw Guardians of the Galaxy. Did you like it? It's a pretty good movie, good right? Good movie. Yeah. Good movie, 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, wow. That's what I would give it. I don't know what they gave it. <laughs> That's what you would give it yes. in the Rotten Tomatoes score. I mean, Rotten Tomatoes doesn't 100% work like that. Like, if you were a reviewer, you I could... would give it a 83%, and then they would listen. <laughs> because of how tough and intimidating you are. I, di- I challenge you right now. Stand in the corner and elude me while I tie you down. That's 100% not necessary, Marshal Duchamp. You do not Marshall have to. Marshal Duchamp. <laughs> Whatever the fuck. Uh, you is, said you cannot be tied down, and I was, took but, that as a direct. It was a metaphorical. Assault. It was a metaphor. Yeah, it, you know, he he doesn't want to be constrained by a label, you know, yeah. or or a, a philosophy of art. I'll you label know. you. <laughs> You're a thespian. Uh, a thespian. No, I I do not. Well, I guess there is performance a, a little bit. There have been performative aspects of my career. Oh, but, definitely. Uh, most yeah. people would not apply that label to me. But again, no label. A weakling. Well, I would argue that yes. every artist, even if they are, you know, a painter or a photographer, there's some level of performance there. You know, like you have to show your work to buyers. You have to convince a, a, a studio to let you put on a show. You know, like there's probably some form of, I, I know this word has a negative connotation, but pretension to the way that you presented yourself to other artists. And Why things. would you say such a negative word? It's not a negative word. You, you, you clearly, you prefaced <laughs> it by saying this word has negative I mean, connotation. He and then you smirched your honor. <laughs> yes, you he has. cut out his throat. <laughs> I you play it. Really not necessary. His whole career is based around his throat. Yeah, it's true. I, do I think you cut it out. He will no longer be able to dis- besmirch you. What if we just tie him down? Mm. I could do that. And well, yes. yes, obviously. Listen, can we just put this to rest? Have you ever had sex? Have I ever had sex? He clearly has not. Have you looking at I him? I mean, clearly I you have You look not. like a politician. That is he is really a, unfair. He is a, uh, what do you say? Uh, it's a modern day turn of phrase, a beta male? <laughs> you're a... You're an Athenian. <laughs> that is unfair. You could be one of my perial coins, maybe. I, I, I doubt it. I do <laughs> not need to prove my sexual prowess to Leonidas and Marcel Duchamp. Most other sake. artists that I know, they are just freewheeling fuckfests all the time. Yeah. Pablo, he just fucks everyone he meets. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some other people I know too well, but I hear Jackson, he also got around. Yeah, he really know. did. Yes. I had him on the show, actually. He yes. talked a little bit about that. Georgia O'Keeffe was a big little sex machine. Uh, Georgia O'Keeffe? Yes, Georgia. I mean, that. a woman's what? purpose is to have children. Mm-hmm. They can that be is... raised to fight in the spot. Very army. controversial, Leonidas. Maybe we should move away from that, because I don't want to get if any letters. If you were my about... baby, I would throw you off the cliff. All right, well, let me ask you this. Into the pile of baby corpses. So... Unlike other Spartan kings, uh, you attended the Agog, is that how you pronounce it? The public school system that they had in Sparta, the Agog? Until I was seven. Until you were seven years old. And then old. I went to the woods with a cloth. We, we, a beautiful, smooth All right, we talked cloth. about that. Let's. I would sit there and Can the I rhinosaurs would surround me. I want to... And I would, I would fap it. <laughs> I would fap it all night. And I'll tell you what, how did I defeat the rhinosaur? How did you defeat the rhinosaur? One sperm... 
One single sperm of one a million? One single sperm is enough to defeat a million rhinosaurs. Oh, wow. That's how powerful the Spartans are. Jesus. Teeny tiny sperm? One teeny tiny sperm. It is microscopic? 300 sperm sat in one <laughs> single ejaculation and held off one million rhinosaurs. Well, I want to ask you, as a king who went to the public school system, do you feel like that affected you? you think that made you like a more... Uh, a, a more relatable leader that you were able to say, like, you know, I came from the same place. Other kings, they don't go to the public school. I went to the oh. public school. When you, you know. go to public school in Sparta, they take you and they whip you and they order you not to cry. Okay. And they would whip me and my back would be all red like a licorice and I would bleed down and I would not shed a single tear. And then... Only after that would they send me into the woods with my beautiful cloth. Okay. And I would take that cloth well, and <laughs> I would rub it all over my back. Why don't we, but as a, as a ruler, what, what? as a ruler, do you think that um, that having that experience with the people made you more sympathetic to like your, your subjects? There is you no know? sympathy in Sparta. Okay. All you right. idiot. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's are fair. You st- are you a stupid man? He I, is clearly a stupid man. My, my issue, I Marchand think... Marchand says <laughs> you're stupid. I don't, Ma- Marcel. Listen, 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 I'm going to ignore these these uh, baseless attacks on my sexual prowess and intelligence. I want to focus on you guys. I want to focus on your yes. life stories and, and the things that you accomplished. You're obsessed with public school. <laughs> it's one question. Well, you couldn't afford to go to private school? When no, you I were... did go to private school. Oh, look at this guy. <laughs> he has, oh, so he has no good answer. He has no a right answer private school written all over him. He looks like yeah. the kind of guy who went to private school and had long hair for too long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I like long hair. Long hair is how we dem- we we comb our hair long before battle. Why? Isn't that isn't that a disadvantage to bring that into battle? That long hair. That we long- don't care. You just, you just there's no disadvantage for a Spartan. Mm. We are we are superior in both sword and spear. All right. I think maybe maybe things would have worked out for you at Thermopylae a little better. Oh, if you I had think had- it worked out pretty well. <laughs> Short hair. Here's my thing. So I feel like, but one of the problems that we have today is that we have this ruling class here in America. They have all this money. They have all this political power, but they weren't exposed to the people in the way that maybe you were at your public school. And so I thought that maybe that had affected your ruling style. The vast majority of the people in Sparta were slaves. Oh, mostly slaves. Yes, I was part of the ruling class and based on a warrior economy. The problem with your ruling class is that every single person didn't have to fight to get there. They mm-hmm. didn't have to get whipped as a boy and then sent into the woods at seven. But prior to that, being thrown off a baby corpse cliff. <laughs> that didn't happen. Right, I was well, a concubine for a former warrior. So you years. were a concubine? I was a concubine, repeatedly sodomized, and oh I survived God. that. that is, I mean, well, The mental acuity I have from being sodomized after defeating a rhinosaur makes me king. It, it makes you. It makes you a better. Did Ted king. Cruz have to do that? I, I doubt it. I think he should have. If, you, if you're, you're just joining Ted us, Cruz, he's the one I'm obsessed with. <laughs> There's a lot. I think it's unfair to just call it, to call him out for being a piece of shit because there are so many pieces. Ted of shit. Cruz is your leader. He's not my personal leader. No, but he's. You um, follow him to battle. I do. I would not. 100. Uh, percent Listen, if you're just joining us, this is Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn, and my guests today are King of the Ancient Greek City State of Sparta, Leonidas. Leonidas. Leon- Leonidas. I am no lion. <laughs> and uh, well, your name means lion, but we'll get to that later. Whatever. And, uh, and 20th century French painter and sculptor Marcel Duchamp. Bonjour. Uh, so, Mr. Monsieur Duchamp. Yes. So you became. You decided to become an artist. When you're 17 years old, you win first place in an art competition at your high school. I was the bum. You were you were the bomb. Yes, I was. You were the cock of the walk because of how good you of an artist you were in high school. 
Yeah, if you want to use that dumb metaphor, sure. Ugh, you know, I, I feel like these attacks are uh, unnecessary. If you were in my high school, I'd cut off your head. Well, we all know what you would do. It's like a violent, you would do a violent thing, yes. Leonidas. Yes, all right? but just... I have a, a myriad of ways to be violent. <laughs> You're very creative in that yes, way. Yes, that's where my creativity comes well, in. Well, I want to know, uh, Monsieur Duchamp, I find it weird trying to say Mr. Duchamp, but it just feels so, like like it deserves a monsieur. Is yes, that... it, yes, it does. It really does. Yes, it does. Uh, do you remember the piece of art that won you that contest when you were 17 years old oh, in re high school? Refresh my memory. Mm -hmm. Oh, I it don't It's been a while. Oh, I, yeah, oh. I'm asking. You oh, know. you are just asking what I did. Yeah. Uh, uh, let me think. Uh, yes, I I believe uh, I was very into sculpture at an early age. Okay. So what I did was I took a piece of paper, folded it a bunch of times, mm -hmm. snipped off the edges, and then it was a snowflake. Oh, and that was the piece of art that won you that competition. No one had done that before, and oh. I invented that. I also did another sort of sculpture interactive thing. How many people I, did you kill with that snowflake? Probably zero. I did not kill any. Probably no, zero. It, it was zero, yes. I'm What's sorry, continue. What's the point? <laughs> <laughs> I also put my hand on a piece of paper and traced around it, and it was a turkey. You wait, so you invented the hand turkey yeah. and the snowflake, that the, the, the art that we give the kindergartners to do these days. Yes, I did. I am uh, very influential on uh, kindergarten art. Interesting. I also invented Mod Podge. What, wait, sorry, what? Mod Podge. Mod Podge. Mod Podge. Do you know what Mod Podge is, Lena? Yeah, Mod Podge. What's Mod Podge? That's when you dig up a hole in the dirt. It's not. <laughs> you find some human bones. This can't be it. And you throw it at a slave. Definitely not. What? What, what is your definition of Mod Podge? Mod Podge, it is uh, similar to what you might call paper mache. Oh, uh, I believe okay. where you take a sort of glue-like substance, put it on paper, and then you can build it up like a, a sculpture. Oh, is that okay. not what I just said? This is 100% not what you said. It's very different. I suppose glue is sometimes made from bone. So yes. From horse bones, right? Yes, so yeah. I suppose... He could be making glue out of human bones and stretch. then throwing it at people. You really got to jump from A to C to get there, I think. I think I think you're you're giving him way too much credit there, Monsieur Duchamp. He is very intimidating, and he, I would like to try to give him credit. He is, but let's like let's put our foot down and not be bullied by Leonidas. He has a there, sword right? at my throat currently. Yeah, yeah, he's terrifying. I'm, yes. I will admit that he's terrifying. You see how quiet I am. Hmm? What <laughs> you're saying? You're quiet. Yes. Wait, what's the point of this? Leonidas? I was able to unsheath my sword. Oh, and being put quiet. it at his throat. Mm. Without the noise being made. No human listening to this would know that that happened. I can sneak around like a little flipper. And I can jump like up a, and down. Like a little flipper? A little flipper. <laughs> the dolphin from the 60s television show? Yes. Oh, that show is delightful. Mm. The way that dolphin rescues people reminds me of being in the woods when no one would rescue me. I really, this, How I wished a dolphin would oh come. God. I really hope this doesn't have anything to do with the fucking it's rag. It's got again. nothing to do with the rag. Okay. I remember when I was in the woods hoping that Flipper or Dolphin of some kind would come and save me from all this. And when rhinosaurs would surround me, I would wish that something would happen. And I would go to sleep at night and I would dream of dolphins. And then I would wake up and I'd realize there was cum all over the place. <laughs> And I had nothing to clean it with except of my course, beautiful rag, beautiful cloth which I would that wipe up. But, 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 but the question is: All right, how, can you use that for sustenance? What the cum on your own rag? Yes. When I, I don't want to know. We're never going to answer that question. Don't ever answer I'm that alive. question. <laughs> all I have to say is I'm alive. <laughs>
Mr. Deschamps, I want to ask you more Bonjour. about this, this this contest that you won early because it blows my mind that it was such a simple piece of art that you were able to to clench this this win with. But then again, like you did not see what the competition was. Oh, uh, like what were some of the things that the other students were doing? A green piece of construction paper with someone's name on it. Did they just wrote their name on they it? They just wrote their name on a green yeah. piece of construction paper. Okay, I can see that. Someone else drew a house and it was just a square with a triangle on top. Well, yeah, that's another thing that kindergartners do these days is the house with the, the triangle on top. You know. Yes, mine was better than that. It definitely is. It definitely is. Um, so that I read from Wikipedia, it, it sort of solidified your decision to become an you artist. You just read my Wikipedia page? You yes. did not read a biography of me? I did not read a full biography of you, Marcel Duchamp, or a full biography of you, Leonidas. Terry I Gross. Terry Gross will often read the book of the person she is having on. Well, Terry Gross is getting paid for doing her show on public radio. I was told this was like the Terry Gross show. It's similar in that we're really getting into it, you know? Like, we're really getting into your life and your stories and, and your motivations and, and all. And I like to think that I'm... You know, a good interviewer. I'm no, I'm no Terry Gross, obviously. No, you are not. Ah, oh, guys, I really, you're really starting to hurt my feelings here, and I'm having, tr- you know, Terry Gross could wallop you with one punch. I don't think so. If there's one thing that I have over Terry Gross, it is physical uh, acumen and stamina. I but think she that she would I, cut you, know, you with her words. Yes, that is true. She has, she does have a biting uh, intellect and a biting wit, um, and a biting mouth. <laughs> She'd take one bite out of you, you'd collapse. You look like you have weak bones. This is, um, I think I have pretty good bones. Small I've never, little bones, like I've a small dog. Never bones. had a broken bone. Never, never broke a bone. Well, in my you life. haven't been attacked. Yes, I have. I've been attacked in my life. By what? By by humans. Like one time I got depression. One time, <laughs> one time I got kicked by a homeless person. Oh really? Yeah, it's true. And we almost we almost uh, came to fisticuffs, but I was able to restrain my burning rage. Oh well, good for you. Thank you. Homeless sarcasm. Person. Jesus Christ. This guy thinks he's tough. Because a homeless person <laughs> kicked him. How much nourishment does a homeless person have? Marcel Duchamp. So Bonjour. when you won this contest, it sort of solidified. This is what I read in your Wikipedia. It sort of solidified your desire to become an artist. Is that right? Yes, it did. So were there other create, um, not even creative, but just like other avenues that you were thinking about maybe going into, being an engineer, being a doctor, but then you won this this coveted high school prize and were like, no, artist, that's for me, that sort of thing. Uh, yes, I was uh, thinking of being a uh, a tour guide. A tour guide? Yes. Okay, like like around Paris? Just around, around wherever, whoever would hire me, perhaps around Paris, perhaps okay. around Greece, uh, Moscow, right. just, you know. Just any place. Just any place. I like to tell people about where things are. That is a side gig of mine. Okay. Yes. Well, that actually goes into a question, another question I had for you uh, later on in the interview about how you seem to not really be attached to art in the way that other artists are. Like, like you're, you're not tied down to a label. You also weren't tied down to art. Like, you did chess. You were a librarian for a little while. Oh, chess. Uh, don't not get me started on chess. Huh? Yeah. It is, it is a wonderful musical. <laughs> uh, this song "One Night in Bangkok" is an absolute classic. So you're, you're talking about the musical chess. Yes, yes, that's what did. Did you? No, oh. I was talking about being a, a chess player. Oh no, like you, you were... misread my Wikipedia page. Oh, when it said I did chess, it meant that I, uh, I wrote I, the musical chess. No, I did not write it. I stage managed the early previews <laughs> of chess. I called the cues. <laughs> That's a very important job. Yes, really well, job. without me, it all would have fallen apart, and One Night in Bangkok never would have been one of the biggest hits of the 80s. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, it's, it's an impressive part of your your CV, and I, I think it's impressive how varied it is. Yes, you know? like, yes. 
Even after you were a successful artist, you still were willing to step away and try other things. Oh, of course, you must always be uh, changing. Uh, briefly, I was a warrior king in the 60s. That can't be right. No, in you were a warrior king? In Africa, I was a warrior king warlord. Uh, I you, hired uh, mercenaries. You mock me. What? No, I... <laughs> you mock me. I hired mercenaries and led them into battle. This hired. is unbelievable. I uh, spent two weeks in a forest with just a rag that I would come on. Uh, that and is unbelievable. Yes. This man, I might be from Sparta, but I know when someone is subtly undercutting. He is not. How do you know that's not part of his Martians, life, Leonidas? Marshit. Maybe your name is. Hey, Marcel. You, you can't be the only person in the world that had that experience. That I was a warrior. warrior king. Do not uh, get my name wrong. Loser Nitus. <laughs> loser Nitus. Yes, Loser Nitus. Listen, we should throw some cold water on this exchange. Like I don't want cold things. Cold water. Yeah, I oh. relish cold water. It makes me angrier. <laughs> when I am a warrior king, when I was a warrior king, I would throw hot water on the people I did not like. Oh, you would boil them. No, you know what I do with the people them. I don't like when I was Warrior King? <laughs> of course we know what you I would. In, I would cut out their innards, feed them to their children, have their children grow up, and then I would have their children, <laughs> I would do it in a cycle, so that everyone's children would have to eat their parents. You that would have, seems like it takes too long. Yeah, you would have to live through multiple generations for, for that to well, be effective. That is not a practical form. I'm, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> marf, 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 fuck. What is that, loser nitus? Guys, guys, this, is, this doesn't have to. We don't have to do this. We don't have to have this be a part of our interview. This man thinks I'm a joke. He doesn't think you're a joke. He you're the only a... reason this France exists. Well, let me, Leonidas. If did you a... have other aspirations besides being a warrior king? The way that the way that Marcel Duchamp played, Ch no, sorry, was stage manager for a production of Thank You, One Night in Bangkok, right? No, the stage manager for a production of for the original preview run of Chess. Of Chess, yes, right. Uh, he was also a librarian for a little while. He dabbled in the in the uh, science and yes. Math. If you need a interlibrary loan, I am your man. In interla oh, so interlibrary you, like, you need a book from one library, send it to another one. Yes, I will contact multiple libraries and get the <laughs> book sent to you. I am great at that. Did you have other experiences? Did you did you have a well-rounded life, Leonidas, where you tried other things besides fighting and being a warrior king? I have one other aspiration. Please tell me it has nothing to do with coming into a rag. I want to kill my shit to shit. Oh, come on. Here. Come on. You don't have to. I you want don't to He's besmirched me. He's not. He just had a similar life he experience to you. He's besmirched. You guys should be be uh, a gelling over this. this, this gelling. Should, yeah, this should this should be a way of you guys to to relate to each other and have a, and form a bond. Over this, this is why you need a diverse life experience. Have you ever felt of uh, volunteering, perhaps being a big brother? Ooh, Fuck you, a disadvantaged that would be great. youth. That would Fuck be great. you, Leonidas. Why not? Why not help a child who like doesn't have a father figure? Yes, in Sparta, we would make them our concubines. <laughs> Repeatedly <laughs> sodomize them, and then they would be tough enough to die in battle. They look down on that in in the Big Brother program now. It's not something that I think they probably always look down on that in the Big Brother program. <laughs> I don't think it is. Well, a, I don't know how. I don't think it is a now thing. I don't know how long the Big Brother program has been along for. Maybe it started in ancient Sparta, where that was maybe a part of the original mission statement. You never know. You All think saying, you're so well rounded. He, did, he is. I did songs. You did songs. Yes. Wait, can you, we you wrote hear, them. You can sang we them. Hear one of your songs. Yes, of course. I wrote a song. It was um, a, a war chant that we would chant while marching to battle. Okay. It helped us stay in step. All right. Yeah. yeah. Would you? Would you? Would you? Uh, <clears throat> humor us with a couple bars. Of course. Step to the left. Step to the right. Step to the left. 
Step to the right. Is it just that over and over again? It's been the last 40 minutes. Is this that the it sounds close to that uh, Cha Cha song? That one I was ripped which was off. the which <laughs> was the Cha Cha song again? Uh, uh, you... I was the first person to come up with that the Cha Cha slide. Is that yes? Which Cha Cha slide? Can the you man... sing a little of the Cha Cha slide? It was, Marcel's it was, uh, song. Uh, to the left. To the left. One two one two. You see, you can't Something march like... to that. <laughs> you go to the left twice. Your whole army topples over. <laughs> well, I think part of the point of the song, of any song, is not just to be utilitarian and to to, to have it be a thing that you use oh, a to go into of battle. Time is what you're no, it's saying. fun. It's it's a celebration but of the human spirit. But sometimes things can both be utilitarian and art. That's true. That's true. And we actually, uh, I'd like to ask you more about that, about how that's sort of like related to a little bit more of your career. But yes, uh, I know. I know. We are gonna have to take a break uh, pretty shortly. But before we get to that, I wanted to ask. Um, uh, Leonidas about other elements like you know of being a warrior king like we're talking about having a nice varied life yes you know do you think that just in being a warrior king there were those layers like maybe you weren't an artist I had maybe a wife like, you had you did have a wife oh yeah, yeah. hot yeah did, I mean hot. she was portrayed by um uh, the woman that plays Cersei in Game of Thrones yes. in the movie 300 Lena Headey Lena Headey yes all right, so you were saying that everyone in that movie is like more normal looking than they were in that movie. What about her? Was was she like a good representation of what your wife looked like? Yes, yeah, super hot. Okay. Super aggressive. Lots of babies. Okay. Good babies. Yeah. Ones that didn't have lumpy heads and puny arms. None of them, none of my children were thrown off a cliff. That's very prestigious, right? Very prestigious, yes. Yeah, to have that. That's a, I mean, that's a it's a it's a compliment to her womb yes. and your sperm. Yes, it is. Yeah. And um, you see, most people, when they have babies, the sperm enters the egg and they work together in harmony. A Spartan sperm goes in, defeats the egg in battle, and then takes over the womb for its own. I find that hard to believe. I don't think that's, that could be scientifically accurate at all. W wouldn't the egg also be a Spartan egg? So then it seems like Sparta is both weak and strong at the same time? Ooh, interesting. I'm gonna fucking okay, alright, we've got to take a short break. We'll be right back with uh, Marcel Duchamp and Leonidas. Stay with us. Hey, everybody, just want to take a quick break from the show to remind you to subscribe to Famous Dead People on iTunes or whatever app you use to listen to podcasts, rate us five stars, leave a comment, tell your friends all about us. That stuff helps us out a whole bunch. Yeah, recommend the show to your friends. I don't see why you wouldn't do that since you like it so much. Uh, feel free to hit us up anytime you like at FamousDeadPeople at RadioFreeBrooklyn.com. You can send us feedback or if you have a Famous Dead person that you want to have on the show, I would love to accommodate you, a fan of the show, and put your favorite Famous Dead person on here. Also, go out and buy my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. It's super funny. You go buy it at a bookstore. Go buy it online. It is available to order right now. And lastly, if you really like the show and you want to send us some money, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash FamousDeadPeople and click on the Sponsor This Show button. All those donations help to keep awesome content like Famous Dead People on the air. Thanks again for listening, and now back to the podcast. Famous Dead People, Famous Dead People, Famous Dead People. 
Welcome back to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. Famous Dead People, the only show that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jared Berenstain, and we are here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. My guests in the studio today are ancient Greek warrior king of the uh, of the city of Sparta, Leonidas. What did I say? All right. I'm sorry. It was a slip. I'm and not a warrior king. I'm early just a king. 20th century painter, Marcel Duchamp. Uh, bonjour, painter and sculpture. Uh, so your wife... Um, uh, Leonidas was yes. named Gorgo. Is that correct? Gorgo. I can't, I can't get around. You have to pronounce it right. All right. Gorgo. I said, I said Gorgo. Yes, you said, when you say it, it sounds like you're choking up on spittle. Okay, it's Gorgo. 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 Yes, you say it with that type of, that, that. Uh, as though she's a fighter in Mortal Kombat. You yes, have to say yes. Gor- <laughs> you know Gorgo? I, I mean, I, I read about her online. I, I... I can't, it just doesn't sound like an attractive name. You're saying that she was a beautiful woman. She's one of the most beautiful. Can you imagine a beautiful woman named Gorgo, Marcel Duchamp? I do not think a man named Jared should be judging people's names. All right, that's... <laughs> I like you all of a sudden. Uh, that's think... the first time yeah, I've ever laughed. Oh boy. All Thank right. you, Leonidas. Yes, good one. I mean, if, if this Jared is, is a stupid name. If this is going to make the interview go e- easier, I'm fine with you guys making me your mutual enemy. Jared like, just, is the name of an ugly please, woman. Please don't attack Marcel Duchamp anymore. Just, just Very hurry well. at me. He's won can, me over <laughs> with his wit and charm. I can take it. I have no problem with this whatsoever. So, Marcel Duchamp, you're starting to be oh, an Jared. artist in yes. Paris. Let him speak, Jared. I'm, I'm asking him a question. All right. Uh, he's starting to be an artist in Paris. You make a little bit of money uh, selling cartoons uh, that the Wikipedia describes as ribald. And I want to know if you think that's a fair description of the cartoons that you were making. Uh, my cartoons, uh, The New Yorker, ripped me off. I was oh, so the... you did like New Yorker style cartoons. Yes, I did New Yorker style cartoons about mm-hmm. uh, early 20th century Paggy. Okay, yeah. Yes. And so like, what were some of the things that you would have in the cartoons that, would, that you think the, the New Yorker kind of ripped off? Uh, one of them is a, uh, man, he is at, on top of the Eiffel Tower, mm-hmm. and then down below, someone has fallen, and the man on top is pointing down and go, you fell. Yes. <laughs> I love that. The man on top is would in charge. Never, ever would have guessed. his enemy. Never would have guessed that you would have liked that, Leonidas. That is, yeah, that is he a real is shock. Dominated. That is a real surprise. You are dominated. <laughs> this is Paris. All right. Yeah, no, that's very ribald. That's very New Yorker. Ribald. It's very classic ribald. That's what I would call it. An, ooh, wordplay. Unribald. From, I never would have uh, predicted unribald that. Unribald is the name of the most beautiful woman in Sparta, even more beautiful than Gorgo. Really? Yes. Her name was Unribald? Unribald. All right. And and was this a woman that you were maybe thinking of marrying before you before you married your wife, Gorgo? Yes. But unfortunately, Unribald died in a fire accident. A fire accident? Yes. I threw shame. fire on her and she <laughs> doesn't sound burned like an accident. Up. I thought she would be able to like be strong of, enough to survive. Totally the opposite of an accident. Turns out her skin was burnable. I think maybe <laughs> the, accent, the accident was you accidentally killed her when you did not intend for her to die. Yes. You just fire. intended to throw a fire at her. The fire was on purpose. The death was by accident. The death yes. was by accident. Now you, you understand. You should be a lawyer, Marcel Duchamp. Well, actually, I briefly, in the 80s, Shut I was up. a lawyer. I argued one case in front of the Supreme Court. Did you really? Thurgood, Thurgood Marshall said my uh, argument was very compelling. Ooh, oh. wow. How did they vote? I did not win. Oh, that is a shame. Uh, sadly, um... 
uh, I was not well liked by uh, some of the other justices. Uh, mm. William Rehnquist was not a fan of my. Yeah, well, he's so. a real piece of shit. So you know, I think that it's actually a sign that you maybe were fighting on the right side of justice that he didn't like your argument. So. Well done there. Democracy uh, is a sham. Um, I mean, maybe the way we That's do democracy. That's why we destroyed Athens. You know, we allied with the Persians after the Battle of Thermopylae. And, is that right? And came and destroyed Athens once and for all, ruining democracy. Mm. And see, that's that's my great that's my greatest uh, the feeling I have when I think of that is my greatest. The, you yeah. you have the most pride from most that. Most pride, even though you were there. I bet you time. would not have fallen for any sort of uh, uh, trick involving a gigantic horse. No, <laughs> like those dumb Trojans. Would you would you have checked the horse? Like looking back, I would have burned the horse. I would never have let a horse in. But they First were giving all, you a gift. They were I don't gift. respect gifts. Okay, and that was and that was not art. That's not like the Eiffel Tower man who, 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 who points down at his defeated foe. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you he was mangled. Leonidas, let me ask you, um, so you were not supposed to be king. You had this elder brother that was well, was going to inherit the throne, uh, but he was deposed on the grounds of insanity. Yes, he was insane. And can you tell me a little bit, like, what were the things that he did that made everybody know that he was too insane to be king? Yes, first of all, he danced for fun. Well, that doesn't seem that crazy. He like, would, I would dance for fun, He would right? say, he would walk around town, he would say, why don't we just get along? And then he would throw dance parties, and then people would start dancing. Oh, interesting. So it was catching on. It would they little... do the cha-cha slide? I, I, not at that time, but I, I mean, I, I really... This sounds a little like the plot of Footloose, actually. Like, your brother was trying to change a town that didn't dance into a town that did dance. It was it was absurd. Everyone thought he must have gotten bit by the, lo the loony bug. The loony bug? Which was a rampant bug back then in ancient Greece. Mm-hmm. A bug crawl around, go in your ear, and whisper in your head, go dance. It would just make you want to dance, the yes. bug. Yes, and so that's what my brother had. Okay, and so and so everybody decided that this crazy, this, this guy who was trying to make everybody dance, too crazy to be king. I heard the one day that your your brother, when he was going crazy, he uh, he uh, snuck away from the kingdom and went out into town, and there was a parade going on, and he just barged up on the float in the parade and oh. started dancing with yes. everyone. Is this a real story that he snuck That's onto a, true a parade story. route? Oh my god! For the parade was—we were marching the dead bodies of our foes through the town. We I... had just defeated the Thebes, okay, and we were marching the dead Thebans through our town. And he chose to get up. He threw on some kind of weird circular thing and made mm -hmm. all this noise he like threw with, on a weird circle are you talking blacks, about a record i don't know what record? it was i had no idea it was weird <laughs> everyone starts hearing this and they start dancing mm -hmm. and this is supposed to be an of an event where we're celebrating not mm -hmm. dancing well dancing is a kind of celebration a weaklings move um if I we had lost we would make the thebans dance we would we would take slaves mm -hmm. and we would have them dance for our for our for our uh, for your amusement, to, uh, to debase them, uh, uh, sexual or uh, arousal. Um, God, how many other things could uh, they could dancing accomplish? Carrots. We'd make for them <laughs> dance for carrots. They would eat the way carrots. Off. All right, and then we would take discarded bones and throw them at them while they danced. Weren't you the one trying to catch him? Didn't you have to chase your brother through various people's backyards? And yes. then when he arrived back at the castle. 
it was as if he was there the whole time and your parents did not realize that he had been gone? <laughs> yes, that's true. The number of fences I had to hop was I, it absurd. It's incredible the undocumented history that you know about Leonidas, Marcel Duchamp. That's very impressive. Yes. When I did cash him, um, I, you know, I cut off his head in swift degree. Oh, you cut off his head? Cut off his head. Everyone oh, wow. agreed it was the right thing to do. Okay. Well, you know, as long as everybody was on board with it. Yes. I was two years old at the time. Did you have any, that's very impressive, first of all. Did you have any mixed emotions about that? I mean, like, you you have What's this brother. That? Like, you know, you, you have your brother who I assume you love. What and, are those? And what cared is... about. You know, answered my own question. We can move on. Okay. <laughs> so, Marcel Duchamp. Uh, one of your famous works of art is Nude Descending Staircase. Uh, yes. Uh, which caused a little controversy, which I thought was interesting because it's not a nude piece. You know, it's it's sort of cubist. It's got a little futurism in there as well. And you don't really see any boobies uh, or anything it, like that. Uh, no labels? No labels, of course. Well, I mean, would you agree that, like, so you, you want to eschew labels, right? Yes. But you could say that I'm not cubist, but I have, like, a little cubism in what I do, right? I would say in that picture, I am representing multiple points of time all occurring at once. Okay, but you, but you wouldn't say that stylistically it, it lends maybe 1% from cubism. I would not like to apply a label. Oh I do not God. apply a label to you. You wouldn't apply a label to anything? Like, even, like, if I was describing wine to somebody, yes. you know, I wouldn't be like, oh, this is a cherry wine. I could say, like, oh, it has hints of cherry to it, right? That's not putting a label on it, right? Yes, it is not, because no one says this style, there is no movement of cherry wines, <laughs> unlike the movement of cubism. All right. Once again, yeah. he has bested you. That's fair. God damn it. This is not a competition. All right. Um, so let me talk about the, the, the controversy behind New Descending Staircase, all right? Yes. Because I think people are pussies. Uh, yeah, yeah. People, especially back then, You were could not way even tell sensitive. that she was naked in the picture. Mm -hmm. I just put nude in the title, and people were like, ew, gross. People were losing their minds We will not that. display this. And I was like, no, you will. Did you not see that picture Pablo painted of all those prostitutes mm -hmm. uh, with the pointy heads? And, and they were like, but he didn't tell us they were prostitutes, so we didn't know. No, and I, uh, yes. Uh, well, it says the demoiselles. It's an implied that okay. those were prostitutes, <laughs> I think. Uh, yes. Okay, yeah, uh, no, that's totally fair. They all had very pointy breasts, but they were clearly breasts in mm -hmm. my painting. You cannot tell if they are breasts or not. So why do you think they objected to your painting and not to Picasso's painting of this nude woman? Because everybody loves Pablo. He's Spanish. He's just out there. He's the Akaka the Walk. Mm. You know, he, he's more popular than you were. He's very much more popular. I will yes. kill him for you. Thank you very much. Wow, I really, uh, I, uh, I greatly appreciate that. There's a real bond here between the two of you. Over hating me, I think, right? Is over that that. The painting of of the of the man <laughs> the Paris? pointing down at his at his discarded foe who so we bested so readily. Well, well, can I ask you, Monsieur Duchamp? Uh, you know, Bonjour. while you were studying in Paris, you you made friends with this guy named uh, Francie Pagapia. Am I pronouncing that right? Uh, uh, no, no. <laughs> okay, how is it pronounced? Pagapia. Pagapia. Okay. Uh, he introduced you, according to Wikipedia, to a life of fast cars and high living. Ah, uh, yes, that is the life everybody wants. Who does not love a fast car and high living? I mean, uh, how I'd would say, you define high living? High living, high you living, know, yes. um, uh, champagne and late night parties and doing drugs with beautiful women, right? That's high living, right? That is what it was like. I was, it was a, I was the George Clooney of a early 20th century Paris. Interesting. Okay. And so like you were you were moving about, you were moving and shaking, nobody could tie you down in a relationship the way that George Clooney did, you know. And like you would have like little adventures with your friend Amal uh, Clooney. Francie. What? Amal Clooney. That's his wife now. Yes, yeah. yes. 
Uh, did you did you feel like you weren't uh, you you really wanted to to be included in the conversation? I just want people to know <laughs> George Clooney's wife's name. <laughs> doesn't get enough credit. No, I do. I think she doesn't get enough credit. She's a very accomplished woman. I yes. think it's weird that he's more famous than she is. Yes, she should be the famous one. Yeah, definitely. You know, she should have been the one that picked him as opposed to him being this movie star that gets to pick whoever he wants. How do you know she did not pick him? That's true. You know, maybe that's a little bit... You are playing into a gender tropes of society the, the, the by pitch. assuming that Mr. Clooney picked Miss Amal. Yeah, you're 100% right. Maybe I've been affected by the, the culture of the patriarchy. Orgo picked me. Oh, did she really? Yes. All right. How did, the, how did that work out? After died, I was, I was uh, uh, walking around alone. Mm -hmm. People... We're like, well, who's going to be the, the fucking queen? I'm sorry, Gorgo, wait, wait, what was that? They said, who's going to be the fucking queen? Okay. And uh, I really had no interest in anybody. Mm. But I had a lot of lot of urges in my... Uh, in, your, in your loins? Uh, in your uh, penis? In, in like down in the ground. Genitals, in your genitals. Like it's down. Wait, like... Carrot, carrot farm. <laughs> I wanted my carrot farm to grow. And Gorgo... <laughs> One day shows up at the carrot farm. And okay. She says, "I've got a new seed that grows carrots twice as fast." Mm -hmm. And I said, "I'm intrigued." All right. The first time I ever said any word like that. Okay. I said, "I'm intrigued." Usually, right. I'm laconic. That's why we're called the Lacedaemonians. Oh, okay. Yes. So I said, "I'm intrigued," and when that came out of my mouth, I said, "This must be different." This is love. What? This maybe is love. Like we, we would describe as love. He does not understand emotion. What is that? <laughs> okay. Uh, maybe, I don't know. Maybe there's a car carrot analogy. You'd be able to work that out. Um, for those of you who are just joining us, you listen to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. And my guests today are early 20th century French painter and sculptor Marcel Duchamp. Bonjour. And uh, the king of ancient Sparta, immortalized in the movie 300, Leonidas. Yes. Did you just say Sparta? I mean, you know, it's Sparta. I'm aware of how it is. It was a, it was, it was a slip of the tongue. Well, let me ask you about that famous battle. You know, I'll cut out your tongue. So, in 480 BC, you are asked to lead troops against the Persian army. You take 300 Spartans with you to join 7,000 other troops at Thermopylae. Yes, and um, there's some contention as to why you took so few Spartan soldiers with you. Some people say that it was because there was a festival going on. Festival. You didn't want to. You didn't want to concern the people that were at the, at the festival. Didn't making, want to concern the festival. Thinking it was going on. Is that the truth of what, of why you only took three hundred Spartans with you? Partially the truth. Okay. Well, what what were the other reasons then? Not enough cars. There weren't enough cars. Well, there were no cars. Obviously. Yes. You see, we only had. Well, you know, you call them cars. We call them carts. Yes. I said cars for your benefit. If you want to qualify me. You you translated it for us. Yes. For our contemporary lingo. Not enough. There was, we had, you know, you could fit five in okay. each cart. You know, you do the math. You know, people don't want to sit, uh, bitch. <laughs> All right. Uh, so they want to sit in the middle. Yeah, so you get two in the front, two in the back, and one on the roof hollering. Uh, that was uh, the traditional Spartan way of, of moving from and place see, to place. And see, we didn't spend enough time creating these things. Mm -hmm. So when the Persians came, we only had roughly five, ten, fifteen, twenty What's the number? Uh, 300 divided by 5? Yes, 300. Uh, I believe that would be 60? 60. Yeah, that sounds about right. We had 65 of these. Okay. Yes. Five of them were being used for a race. And you didn't want to disrupt the race. Didn't want to disrupt the race. 
All right. People like that sort of thing. All the carts to take as many soldiers as you could. We go straight to the hot gates. All right. I would think as as Spartans, why wouldn't you march? Like that's such a thing, you know. The cars marched. The the carts marched. Yes. Why why wouldn't you just walk? Hard to say, isn't it? It is hard. It's like a little tongue twister. Carts marched. (laughs) Ha ha. Anyway, (laughs) the cars would march and. you know, and then we had 7,000 others meet us there. And, of mm-hmm. course, they're all of our perigeal koi, the uh, people who would help us put on our our coats, mm-hmm. our heavy coats. Yeah. And um, uh, we sent the carts back, in fact, and we were, you know, why not pick up more people? But then we just wound up losing because people had to drive the carts. So you would have lost 60 people. So we said, you know what, let's just throw the carts in the river and we'll just... Make do with what we have. Mm, yeah, it doesn't seem like it was planned very well then. If it was, why didn't you just? Here, here's what I would have done. What I would have sent. What would uh, have you have done, <laughs> Mister Arms for Legs? <laughs> should uh, Mister Arms for Legs? You, Arms for Legs. If you are telling him how he should have waged his war, should we then tell you how we would run a podcast? Um, I think that if I was doing something, if if I died because of of. Doing this podcast poorly, I think maybe a little criticism would be warranted. I mean, I believe he will probably kill you at the end of this podcast. This podcast should have a victor. (laughs) And the victor is the only one alive at the end. Let me introduce you to a a concept, Leonidas. So perhaps there are things in life that don't need to have a victor to them. Maybe everybody can win at the end of a podcast. Maybe if we all learn a lot uh-huh. and we are able we're able to express ourselves yes, and yeah. you're able to set the record straight about things in your lives yeah. and I'm able to to create a product that I'm proud of yeah. in this podcast maybe uh-huh. then we all win in that situation and then we all go home and we're happy yeah and we sit around and we have our families yeah and we sit around and discuss things with our families and maybe have a nice dinner yeah no it sounds it sounds wonderful it sounds incredible and even if there old. is no winner though probably people will listen to this podcast and go oh that person was the most enjoyable voice to hear. It's possible. And that person will be the winner? Uh, maybe, maybe. But it's also possible that that's not what everybody's goal here is. You know, like my job is not to be the most entertaining. My job is just to get that the truth is, out of you Then guys. that is a bad, if you are if you are running a <laughs> podcast and you do not want to be entertaining, that seems like a bad goal for that's running a, a new goal. podcast. I'm just, I'm just the guy who facilitates the entertainers. Like, I'm asking you the questions that you're able, I'm, I'm lobbing the softballs so you can knock them out of the park. That's my job as the host of it, right? But isn't your goal to produce an entertaining product? Or what do you want people to listen to this podcast to say? Well, I yeah, I'm creating- heard softballs lobbed? <laughs> oh, what a, I would like to hear something for softballs lobbed that Famous people. <laughs> the iTunes reviews. That's what they would say. This is listen <laughs> to this podcast if you want to hear some good softballs. Being loved. Being and loved. Really entertaining No people. one's better at that than, than Jarrett. Imagine, like, let's think of somebody like, like Jimmy Fallon doing his show. Very entertaining guy. Very talented comedian. When he's doing his interviews. You think he is funny? I think he's, I think he's a pretty funny guy. I yeah. do not. What he is doing is not art. You, well. Wait, so you don't think that The Tonight Show Shots is art? fired. <laughs> Marcel Duchamp calling out Jimmy Fallon. Wow. Yeah, what, what's your problem with The Tonight Show, Marcel? I think uh, what he is producing is a good time hangout for celebrities, but he is not, uh, if comedy is an art form, mm. he is not practicing it. All right, that's that. You know, that's actually a fair criticism. People say that he's not producing art in the same way that like previous versions of The Tonight Show did. My art was much funnier if I was given the chance to host a late-night talk show during early 20th century Paris, it mm-hmm. would be the best 
I would have the greatest guest. I would do a tip-top monologue. Okay. Do yes. you have any ideas for desk segments? Like oh. the way that he does, like, you know, thank you notes? I have notes an idea or... for a desk segment. <laughs> oh, okay, Leonidas. You bring a guest up. Mm-hmm. You take the desk and you smash him over the head with it. Mm, doesn't seem repeatable. The shards. Well, you get a new desk. Every single time. It's wasteful. Wow. It's wasteful. Yeah. You got to smash your head with it. Maybe this is the reason why you didn't have enough carts to bring people over to Thermopylae because, I mean, I believe that is no worse than many of the pioneering things David Letterman did where he would just throw things off roofs. That was very wasteful. That's a really good point. And he is a... Late night I pioneer. Think people he, would watch my yeah. Tonight Show. He's one of my personal heroes. So you would David have a late- Letterman is one of your personal heroes. He is. He yeah. is entertaining. Yeah, he's a very good comic. He's a really, really good comedian. He's got a sick beard. Now. He does have a really good beard. He runs around, and that's what I like about him. Do you respect him. David Letterman, Leonidas? That he runs now. He's an elderly man who runs like a like he's like he's like not a lion, elderly. like a. Like a lion. Yeah, he's got that big like, beard. More like a rhinosaur. Okay, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you could you can relate to other animals, right? You don't need it just to be the one animal, right? No. <laughs> okay, Why would you say fair. that to me? I'll just, it seemed like you don't were limit me to my animal choices. confused by what I said, but regardless. So, Marcel Duchamp, Bonjour. while you were a librarian, so you read a lot about science and math, you devised a number of art science experiments to sort of like use science to create art. Is that a fair description of what you were doing at the time? Sure, we will go with that. Okay, okay, so uh, can you tell us like about one of these experiments where you use science to create art? Uh, yeah, yes, uh, what you like to do is you... Uh, you take a chemical uh, chemical process okay. of taking a, a chemicals that you can uh, stain things like grass, glass and make uh, abstract uh, shapes and forms. Okay. Also, the good part about doing that is you can huff the chemicals and get a little high. All right. That Have you fun. ever gotten a little high, Leonidas? Never. You, you never did drugs when oh, you were... No drugs, no alcohol. We reserve no? that for our slaves. It really seems like the slaves were having the most fun. You they forced were, the slaves to do drugs they and They were dance. dancing, they were doing drugs. And you laugh at them while they waste their lives They were away. having a great time, though, right? And then we'd throw bones at them and cut their throats while they slept. All right, now that does sound less fun, but yeah. at least they lived while they were alive, right? So I just... live. You don't truly live until you cut a slave's throat. Hmm, I don't think that's true. That is true. I really, I, I wouldn't enjoy it. Have you tried it? I wouldn't enjoy it. You I wouldn't enjoy it. Taking life you should somebody. not knock something until you try it. Have I am you not. Cut I am throat? not. Marcel, well, you no, were worrying not, King for a but while. I, I have not, but I am not knocking it. <laughs> I am neutral yes. about what he is saying because I have not done it. Mm. It is the same reason why I feel uncomfortable talking shit about people that go to Burning Man. It feels like a terrible <laughs> thing. Yes, but I have never, but I have never gone. Yes. So I feel like I can't truly say it is terrible until I visit Burning Man. That's fair. That's that is why fair. I finally went to a fish concert so I could actually talk shit. So about you could it. say yes, how now, bad it was. And now, and now I have gone to a fish concert. Yes. It was not enjoyable. People yes, were yes. listening to terrible music and uh-huh. dancing in a poor way. Yes. Mu- and on the way drugs, the much like were. the slaves you yes. were talking about. Yes. 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 You would probably visit a fish concert and kill everyone. The only cool thing was when they threw glow sticks from the back of the audience and it kind of crested down like a wave. Oh, that, was that does sound fun. That yeah. seemed like, a, like, a, like, an, uh, like an arrow attack. Mm, yeah, yes, if they were uh, a- yeah. arrows of joy. Yes. Well, I we don't we don't use arrows in Sparta. We prefer hand-to-hand combat. Arrows um, are more of a, a, a 
Someone attacking us. A coward's weapon. A coward's like, weapon. Attacking You're from a far distance. away. You blot out the sun with your stupid arrows. Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, we only have time for uh, one more question each. I'd like to ask you, Leonidas, about something something uh, controversial that happened at the Battle of Thermopylae. Yes, what, where... is that like the only thing I did? What's up? No, I asked you about other things in your I life. I guess you're right, you did. Yeah. <laughs> you are... A little fixated on his battle of Thermopylae. Maybe uh, this I'm man, fixated. But yes, this man might have other... What is his passion? You know what? Why don't we, so we, we skip I that question? Know about, no, I want to know. All right. What's the the controversy? So you, you're you doing really well in the battle of Thermopylae. Yes. But you decide to send away almost all of your army, and you, and you only have like a core group of like 300 soldiers that are left, and that's the group that was overrun by Xerxes' army. Well, the other... The thousands of others that we sent away were, were useless from other tribes. They just weren't doing anything. They were from Thebes and Thespiae, and, mm. and I said, I, well, I don't want to be part of this. It's like if you're in a band, mm -hmm. and then the drummer is like, alt-right. <laughs> and you're like, I don't care how good this band is, I'm out. I don't want to be in a band with a guy who's alt-right. Yes. I don't want a guy who's, who's got Pepe memes oh, and is no. calling everybody cuck in the yes. band. Yes. All right. Yeah, that's fair. That's 100% fair. But do you yes. regret that decision, knowing that it meant your demise and the fact that... It is our greatest glory to die on the battlefield. All right. I guess that's a no, then. And then, I, and then, uh, and then when you're dead, you get to go up in space, and there's aliens there, <laughs> and, and, and then you get to be friends with aliens, oh, and wait. you get to fly around, this and there's is... stars, and, <laughs> and then you get to hang out with Zeus, and then... And then Everybody's happy and, and, and people like you. Oh, wow. And then you can have sex with anybody you want. Did you have uh, sex with uh, 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 Unrivaled? Did you meet Unrivaled again? Unrivaled up there? <laughs> and you weren't burn anymore? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to cut you off. It seems what? like as, the more what? excited you get, the more like Adam Sandler you get. I think what are you should, talking about? I think about? we should move over to Marcel I was going to say he is like a, a character from that uh, animated show, South Park. A little bit. A little South bit. Park. Yeah. So last question for you, Marcel Duchamp. Um, you had a pseudonym you you used, Rosé C'est la Vie. Hey, please pronounce the double R. Rose. Uh, Rosé, like that. Rose. Rosé C'est la Vie. La vie. Uh, yes, it was my uh, feminine alter ego. Okay. And why did you create Rosé C'est la Vie? Uh, I am a, a, what you call a practical jokester. And oh, okay. so I would often be her to uh, engage in practical jokes. I would go around town and I would uh, talk to people that I knew, and they would think I was someone else. And then mm. I would reveal who I was, and I would go, "You have been punked." You, you would say punked. I would say, you, "You have been punked." Oh wow! Yes, and then they would be very uh, embarrassed mm. by okay. it. Yes, and that was that was the entire purpose. Then why would you name pieces of art after her? Like, why would you say that this isn't a Marcel Duchamp piece? This is a Rosé Salavie place. Uh, you clear. This is why this podcast is not as successful as it should be because <laughs> things need to be about branding. And if you I want see. to get your name out there, you should be branding everything left and right. And okay. that is what I do. I brand. All right. Well, you know, I'm glad that at least we ended with just what the, basically the, the theme of this episode is just the two of you trash just dogpiling on me for no good reason, I think. Dogpile uh, is the name of another beautiful woman in Spanish. <laughs> a woman named Dogpile that yes. you were attracted to. Yes. All right. What happened to her? Did she die accidentally as well? Not accidentally. How did she die? She died on purpose. Ow, what happened? She was killed by a cart. <laughs> by a cart. In a, one of the races. Mm, not, not one of the ones that you meant that you couldn't take a, more people to Thermopylae. Yes, she's, she stood in the middle of the track and everyone was like, we're going to kill you. And she was like, okay, good. she was good. like, fine. Oh, I thought she had problems. Like, had maybe... a good fine. Well, right, yeah. I guess and you wanted did. to die. They ran her over. 
blood spattered everywhere. Seems pretty uncontroversial. I didn't say it was controversy. <laughs> I just said that Dogpile was the name of a beautiful woman. All right. Yeah. It was beautiful. I, I mean, I thought there'd be more of a story there, but I guess there's not. Not everything has to be a story. Not everything has to be a story. Not everything has to have a victor. And I think that's the lesson we're taking away from this episode, guys. Right? That's I the... believe I won this podcast today. Uh, what do you think about that, Leonidas? I, I believe that I won this podcast today. Right. Oh, you do? I do not think so. Oh. Well, what makes you say that? Because I'm about to tie you up. You're going to Ooh, tie me. I'm going to tie well, you down. Listen, well, let's, let's happen off air, unfortunately. So this is all the, the time we have for this week's episode of Famous Dead People. I'd like to thank my guests, uh, Leonidas and Marcel Duchamp, for joining me in the studio today. I do have one final question for you both. I know it's a little weird, but if either of you have any podcasts or like a, a, a Snapchat series you want to recommend to people, like, you know, just this is now the time to do that. So Leonidas, do you have anything you want people to go check out? Yes, there's a up-and-coming comedian named Brian Frangie. Mm -hmm. Got a huge dick. <laughs> and he... Uh, has a podcast called The Unbelievable Podcast, which mm -hmm. is about aliens and uh, <laughs> and uh, talks about all that type of weird stuff. And uh, and Marcel Duchamp, anything you want to tell people about? I am a big fan of improv comedy, mm -hmm. and two of my favorite groups perform at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. uh, Convoy, Thursdays at 11, and Sentimental 80, Saturdays at 7 p.m. at the Upright Citizens Brigade Franklin Theater. All right, yeah. UCBTeater.com. Go, go uh, check out those shows and uh, check out that podcast. If you have any questions that you'd like to ask your favorite dead person, please email that to us at famousdeadpeople at radiofreebrooklyn.com. We'll try to have them on as soon as we can. Uh, I'm Jared Berenstein. Check out my website, jaredberenstein.com. And go out and buy my book, The Killian Conway Technique. It's super duper funny. And I hope that you will buy it and talk about it and review it and tell all your friends how great it is. We're here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you next week. Famous dead